And the following is a conversation with KBEK's Rockin' Robin Riley with Karen Onan of the East Central Regional Development Commission right here on Q Media's On Demand. And good morning. It's always a pleasure having in Karen Onan. She is from the East Central Regional Transportation Coordinating Council. And we chatted all last year in 2021. Each month we had various things that we talked about in regards to transportation and the needs in our community and opportunities in our community as well. And so, Karen, this morning, thanks for being here. Thank you, Robin. I'm so excited to announce today that we have Sue Seamers here from MnDOT, and she is the director of the 5310 program. She will explain in detail as to what that is. Sue, welcome, and, and thank you so much for coming on this morning. Good morning, and thank you for having me. I am the Office of Transit and Active Transportation, which I'll mention it's OTAT. That's the the acronym that I'll use throughout our discussion this morning, (laughs) but it is the Office of Transit and Active Transportation Department with MnDOT. I am the 5310 Program Coordinator, and I have been with the office for 22 years. It'll be 23 years in November, so (laughs) I've had a long employment history and passion for transit. Initially, I started out as a public transit project manager in central Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And three of the public transit systems that I worked with were timber trails, TriCap, and back then what was known as Isanti Heartland Express, Mm -hmm. all within your region. But in the fall of 2019, I moved into my current position as program coordinator for the 5310 program. How I got into transit was still a little bit of a surprise to me because my station is in business administration and I was a paralegal for many years in Minneapolis. And then my family moved to Becker and I was a stay-at-home mom for a few years. And then a position as a dispatcher came up with the, at that time, River Rider was the public transit and I applied for that and got it and was a dispatcher for the public transit system for Sherburn and Wright County. And then the director of the River Rider retired and I moved into that position. Yeah, I've had quite a bit of transit history. Well, I think that that (laughs) scheduling part of it, the dispatcher was probably a really uh, great learning experience to take you into what you're doing because, you know, that's something to me that's a real mystery. How do they do that? But I think it's a great thing to have in your background. It's fulfilling to be able to get individuals from point A to point B, Mm -hmm. and especially when the individual does not have any other means of transportation. And this 5310, is there a meaning behind the number? I'm just kind of curious as a layperson here. Yes. The 5310 program is primarily for seniors and individuals with disabilities. It was established in 1975 as a discretionary capital assistance program. And back then, it was known as Section 16, which might not mean anything to anyone. But in 1994, Section 16 became the 5310 program. And the goal of the program is to improve the mobility of seniors and individuals with disabilities by removing the transportation barriers. So as far as criteria goes, they have to obviously kind of fall underneath that. And then the next step, getting vehicles to these various people that can help these folks. Is that kind of what's going on? Our main focus is getting vehicles to private nonprofits, okay? Okay. For instance, in your region, it would be FaZe, which your listeners might be familiar with FaZe. Mm -hmm. FaZe Industries, Mm -hmm. yes. And our primary focus is the vehicles, 
but now we also have started to utilize the 5310 funding that we have as a state for mobility management, which is what the RTCC is. We consider the RTCCs a capital program for operating funds for their administration. Eligible subrecipients are private nonprofit organizations, and in some cases it can be government, as long as we as a state can indicate that there is no nonprofit organizations that are available to provide the services. Okay. All right. So that might sound a little confusing, but basically for the vehicle awards, it's for DTNHs, nursing homes, hospitals, you know, nonprofits that can show that there is an, a need. Mm-hmm. And since the pandemic, we have seen many nursing homes now come to the table because they can no longer transport their residents on, you know, a vehicle that has more than one or two people. And that was something I was really disappointed when we went through the last round that there were no applicants from our region here applying for the 5310 funds or, you know, putting in an application. It's an application that it's not that difficult to fill in. All you need to do is explain your need. And of course, you and I would be very willing to help them with their application. And the other thing is, is with the RTCCs, the sharing of the vehicle is another big part of it. There are requirements of how many miles person utilizes, you know, on that vehicle. You've got to put on a certain number of miles every year. If you can't do that, then maybe it is a time to think about sharing that vehicle with another organization that would need it when you're not using it. So you figure out times where you would alternate times using the vehicle. Would you want to go into a little bit of maybe... What would be a reason why an organization wouldn't apply for these funds? Well, the organization does have to be a nonprofit. I think that is something that people aren't sure about whether or not they qualify, and mm-hmm. that's just a phone call to either you or I. Mm-hmm. The funding is 80% for federal and 20% local match, so they would have to have a local match. Mm-hmm. And currently, vehicles for 5310 programs, they're running anywhere from say 60000 to 80000 So it's a very minimal local match. And there are, you know, things that, of course, once you get into the program, you do have to abide by the federal rules and regulations, but it's very minimal. The vehicles don't even require a CDL driver. You can get a vehicle that does not require that. So even volunteers could utilize and drive your passengers around. But, you know, maintaining the vehicle, vehicles are expensive to maintain. So those are things that I think some people shy away from. And then the need. People don't realize that we do have the public transit out in your region, Mm -hmm. but public transit isn't for everyone. And that's where this program comes into play. This program fills the gaps that the public transit cannot fill. And that's part of my passion, too, is being able to make sure that our residents in the nursing homes, in the hospitals, in the DTNHs are able to get to where they need to go when they want to go. Because with public transit, it's a set schedule. 
With the 5210 program, you set the schedule for your residents. You know, I don't know a whole lot about nursing homes yet, but I think, you know, having a vehicle there available to take the residents on outings and to the grocery stores or wherever they need to go, whenever you want to take them, I think it's an important component of living in a nursing home or senior facility or an assisted living, you know, having that available thinking not all nursing homes would be considered nonprofit, though, right? So that's got to be a barrier, I'm thinking. Yeah, this program is just for private nonprofits. Okay. And like I said, if there is a need in the region and you can substantiate that there's no other means, we can possibly designate that entity as a provider. But that's going through, I mean, we have to get the permission from FTA, Federal Transit Administration, For instance, like East Central, the RTCC, I had to go to FTA a year ago and designate the RTCC to be able to receive these funds because they are a sub-governmental agency. But because of the mobility management that Karen is working on towards for your region, it was a no-brainer to be able to do that because the more coordination that we have going on with our transit opportunities, the better it is for everyone. What I see is knowledge is power like with everything. And just this conversation today, Sue, with you and Karen in here, I think we're getting more and more information out. And let's look at 2022 as just that. The more information gets out, people can check into this. And I think some of the, if you want to say barriers, is just communication, understanding what's available. Mm -hmm. And putting this out there might make all the difference. Mm -hmm. And who to contact. I'd like to make sure that people understand how to get to the website or what phone number to call to get more information directly from you, Sue, or going online to look up the 5310 program to answer any questions that they might have that might be written that they might understand a little bit better? Sure. Well, they can contact me right now because I am teleworking. They can contact me at Mm 763-234-4940. And as well, they can go on our Office of Transit website at www.dot.state.period.mn.period.us/transit, <laughs> and then once they get into our website, they go to the Programs tab, and then select Greater Minnesota Transit Grants. Scroll down, and they will see where the 5310 program application is. Now, the application that's on the website today is for our last solicitation. We will not be having another solicitation until summer of 2022, and that will be for the calendar years of 2026 and 2027. But I don't want that to discourage anyone that we're so far out because that's programming. We have to, as a government entity, we have to program our projects But as you both know, time goes by so fast. Mm -hmm. I will put this link on our website for people to be able to access right away. They'll be able to go to eastcentraltransit.com, and that's easy. Mm -hmm. And then this website with the links and how to get there, I will have a layout of how to do that. And if you don't mind, can I put your phone number on there? Sure. 
Okay. That's fine. I'm really hoping that we can pull some more folks in to be able to utilize these available funds. Sue Siemers from uh, Siemers, get the name correct, from MnDOT. And again, you are handling the 5310 program. So find out more. Karen will have at the website, eCentralTransit.com, that link. And that'll make it so easy for people and then have the phone number there. So if you've heard about this and are interested, please follow up on it. Karen? Thank you so much for your time, as always. Thank you, Robin, and thank you, Sue, very much. We appreciate it. Thank you. You have been listening to a Q Media Group production.